Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. DB peeps, it's, it's been a time. Well, I've been traveling. You have been traveling a lot. I've been traveling a little bit, but yeah. not as fun as your travels. Well, I was in I was in Michigan getting this wine for us. And that, my friends, is why we're going to be drinking like a Michigander today. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I am one. Well, I mean, I, not like kind of like 50-50. I'm always a Michigander at heart because that's where I'm from. Yes. But now I live in Wisconsin, so I'm like a Wisconsinite, right? Wisconsin Gander? Wisconsin. No, I'm just trying to think how we could do a mashup here, uh, but I don't think it's going to no, work. I don't think it's going to work. Okay, so we are going to drink a Michigan wine. So Sarah, yeah. can you please tell us sure, I'm gonna about crack this wine? I went to Michigan wineries, and we'll get into my trip, but I went there for the first time oh, wait. in my life. First time, and you're from there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. And this was in Traverse City, and I can tell you I've been to Traverse City several times, and I've never been to the wineries there. Where exactly is Traverse City? So Traverse City's up north. If you're looking at the Mitten, right? If you're looking at the Mitten, it's north, and it's on the side without the thumb, on the other side, on the lake. Am I even holding this Which direction? It's across the lake from Door County. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Um, oh my god, that's way up there. Y- yeah. Okay. Yeah. But actually, if you go from here, if you just went straight there and you go around the lake, it would only take you like six hours. It's actually not as far as it seems. But we went the other way around. We went all the way up to the UP and around. Was it beautiful? Oh my gosh, so beautiful. Okay, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. What are we drinking? So we are drinking from Black Star Farms in Michigan in Traverse City. We are drinking a 2018 Gewürztraminer. This smells great. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's cheers, friend. Cheers. It's been a while. It's been a while. I know. (gasps) Okay, first thing, it's a beautiful golden color. Yeah. And it's got bubbles. Wait, can you take a look at when you swirl it? Just like the viscosity, it's yes. like oily. It's just like coating the glass. Mm-hmm. I feel like I see little sugars. It tastes like honey. It smells like honeysuckle. Uh huh. Little orange blossom. Yeah. So white flower. This was seventeen fifty. So not even. That's not bad. I mean, no. you know what though. I wonder if people generally think like that's like too high for maybe a Midwestern wine, but, but I'm gonna say this s- smells amazing. It smells incredible. Yeah. And so if I didn't know this was from Michigan, I'd be like, yeah, that's that's standard. If you were blind tasting this, I promise you, you would not think it's from Michigan. Did I just get bubbles for real? Oh, I don't know. No, I think my mouth, my tongue is just puckering with the acidity. <laughs> And it's like tricking me to thinking that there are little bubbles popping oh. on my tongue. It's great. <laughs> it's got a kind of a creamy mouthfeel. Ooh, there's like a spice on the end. Yeah. It's not very citrusy, but there's a lot of acid on it, mm-hmm. like you said. But it's more like floral and melony to me. I think it floral for sure on the nose. Yeah. So it's 12% ABV. They call it medium dry on the bottle. Okay, but what else does it say on the bottle? Um, so on the website, it says the residual sugar is 
but it didn't say like what the metric was for eight. So it could be like eight grams per liter, and this is 750 milliliters. Yeah. But by that definition, still, it would be considered a dry wine. Not bone dry. It would be considered dry. So I don't think that this tastes sweet. No, it doesn't. There could be. There's like a. Dude, do you feel the spice like in the back of your throat? We were eating sushi before this. No, I don't get spice. You don't? No. Oh, I I feel like it's a little like Earl Grey-y tea like. I get mineral. Oh, for like, sure. There's a lot of minerality on it, but no. Mm. I don't get spice. Um, so, Ooh. so this, okay. This is good. It's good, this right? It's good. I'm, like, I'm very surprised that it's Michigan. I'm, su- I'm surprised that it's Michigan. That's not the first thing that surprises me, though. The first thing that surprises me is that it's Gewürztraminer. It's, it's Gewürztraminer, and I am also like, I you don't really, eat it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not too like. I like this white. Yeah. I think this is a fantastic white wine, it, especially for these warm fucking days that we've been having. Exactly. And you know, this was the second winery we went to. This is Black Star Farms. This is Black Star Farms. Okay. So Traverse City's got a couple. They've got on one side of the peninsula, it's the Leelanau Peninsula. We've which is talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other side, it's Old Mission. So their main winery is on the Leelanau side. Okay. Now, we didn't go there. We went to their tasting room on Old Mission. Oh. Um, the setting was nice. It was fine. It wasn't anything, like, amazing like the other wineries. But I guess the Lidlana one, their main winery, has an amazing, like, estate. Okay. Um, but we went to a couple other wineries, too. And, and I'll talk about them. But they were surrounded. Like, it's like this estate. And you're drinking wine. And you, it's, you're surrounded by the lake. Like overlooking Lake Michigan. Do you, you did you forget like that you were actually you landlocked? Forget not landlocked, but like in the continental U.S. You, you forget <laughs> in you're in country. Michigan. You yeah. think you it, honestly? If I took picture, like if I show you pictures, you think you're like in Europe somewhere. Oh my god! I mean, it's insane. So for me, being from Michigan and having been to Traverse City, and I mean, I I was like, I can't believe I didn't know this was here. That's amazing. Yeah. And not um, that far. No, things not considered. that far. So, so this, can you can you tell us? So I see here it's 660 cases are made of this. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's not that much wine. It also suggests, and this I think is interesting as far as Gewürztraminer goes, because I was reading something else and it said like you typically would sell a Gewürztraminer for like one to five years. This yeah. one is saying drink within now or within the next five I, to ten. I years. don't know if I'd keep it that long. Yeah. I don't think just drinking it, I feel like it's not going to age for ten years. I mean, I feel like maybe this again, I'm surprised you're not getting the spice. But I'm getting the black tea. You are but not okay. spice. Okay. I'm definitely getting like tea flavors. Yeah. Like Earl Grey, like what you're saying, but no spice. But I get the the tea. Yes. It was just God, it was just like some heat. Maybe there. you're getting like some ginger. Or something. Maybe. And we just had some sushi. I Even though you, did you I, eat all I ate all ginger? the ginger. I did. <laughs> I know. I hogged the ginger. I'm I, I'm not even ashamed of it. Nope. nope. I, I could eat just ginger. I wouldn't even need the sushi. would be fine. <laughs> so, um, but okay. But so tell us about the, ty- the vines that this wine came from. It's kind of interesting because they were clones from, I think it's Mangold Vineyard. 
which is on Old Mission Peninsula, but it was one of the best vineyards for Gewurztraminer. So they took it for their their wineries on the Leelanau side. So that's where this came from. Wow. Yeah. So it's a 160-acre estate founded in 1998. That's pretty uh, young. Yeah. Their mission is to create a destination experience with world-class standards in which visitors and guests are provided with artisan products and services in a fun and educational environment. Did you learn something while you were there? No. <laughs> but they did have good wines. This was one of the only wines that I bought. So... Did you do like a full panel tasting of So things? there we did... Um, I did... It was three. We could taste three. Okay. Yeah. To be honest, I don't remember everything else I tasted because <laughs> there was a lot going on that day and I feel like we tasted a bunch of wine. That's fair. Um, I do remember what I tasted at the first wine we went to, winery we went to, Chateau Chantal. And that winery was gorgeous. Just gorgeous. But did you think that you were in Napa? I, yes. But like there's water. It's crazy. I so need to look this place up. Um, yeah, you need to look it up right now. It's beautiful, and, and there, too. I did try some reds there. Like they had a Pinot Noir. I'm gonna be honest with you. Every red we tried was not very good, which it's, I'm not surprised. I was gonna ask two. I guess two things because if we revisited, I don't even remember which episode number this is, but it was about the 45th parallel. Yes, right? mm-hmm. we talked about Leelanau. I I remember you explicitly talking about that. Yep. And so they grow Pinot there. What's so interesting to me, though, is that the, like this particular wine too, this is like a European varietal. Yep. It's not some, it's not one of those hybrids or one of the, like a Vitis Labrusca, like the North American vines. And so to me, anytime that I see a Midwestern or let's be honest, Actually, I very rarely see anything outside of the Midwest wines. Mm-hmm. But when I see these European varietals, the Vitis vinifera stuff, I'm just like, I assume that they have to be growing it fairly decently. So 70% of the wine that Michigan grows is is the, the vinifera grape varieties. So that's incredible. Yeah. So they've contributed a lot to the lake effect. So... If you think about the lake, all of the wineries, and we'll get into the ABAs, but most of the wineries in Michigan are located on Lake Michigan. And so the lake effect helps enable the growth of these grape varietals, like Chardonnay, Riesling. There's a lot of Cab Franc there. Oh, Um, yeah, 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 And then Pinot Noir. So the Great Lakes have their fresh water. They've got the glacial soils. Mm -hmm. Traverse City has the sand. So... We went to the sand dunes, too, which were amazing as well. But they've got sandy soil. And so this helps contribute to really good agriculture. Um, Most of the wine grapes they grow are within 25 miles of Lake Michigan. So the lake also tempers the air along the shoreline. Sure. So it protects the fall crops from harsh early frosts and prevents spring crops from blooming too early. And then the snow, the lake effect snow actually insulates the vines and protects mm-hmm. them from the frost. Mm-hmm. So what you would think wouldn't work, works really well because it's right on the lake. 
Well, and that's that's where like the proximity to water for vineyards is always one of the most key factors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know if you look at any place that especially these these great varietals, uh-huh. any place that's going to make good quality uh, single varietal wines like this they're going to be very close to that water because the temperature is so important. The weather mm-hmm. is so important mm-hmm. in terms of how acidic the grapes become, yeah. how much sugar develops in the grapes. And so, I mean, it doesn't surprise me when we lay all of the facts out about the location here. Yeah. But of course, if you were to tell me like, oh, they there's great award-winning Gewürztraminer like being grown in Michigan, I'd be like, you're full of shit. <laughs> that's, that's impossible. Right. Now, I don't know if this one's award-winning, but they have... Oh, but, but this Black, winery... Black Star Far- Farms has won several Yeah, um, that's silver. right. So most of what they've won is silver medals, but Michigan Wine Competition International and Finger Lakes Wine Competition. Finger Lakes is surprising to me because mm-hmm. isn't Finger Lakes in New York? I know. So it's Finger Lakes as in like, that's where the competition is held, but it's not limited to the Finger Lakes wines. I think so, yeah. Okay. That um, makes me feel a little bit better about that because yeah. I was like... Very confused. But yeah, there's five actually AVAs in Michigan. So there's the Lake Michigan Shore AVA, which is the southwestern part of the state. Mm -hmm. Um, And they have an extended growing season by four weeks, and that helps with ripening. So they have more jammy reds. I haven't had any wine from there. I don't know if it's any good. Um, There's the Leelanau Peninsula, which is white varieties, (laughs) yeah, with well-balanced acidity, which is what we're drinking right now. Uh Uh-huh. Um, Fenville, which borders Lake Michigan and the Kalamazoo River. It looks like it's actually so it's a, in the western sub, part. a sub area of the Lake Michigan Shore. Yeah. AVA. And then Old Mission, which is surrounded by Grand Traverse Bay of Lake Michigan. And so that's where we were. And it was just unbelievably gorgeous. And then Tip of the Mitt, because it's the Mitten, which is uh, <laughs> in the northern lower peninsula of the state. So if you think about Michigan, there's the upper peninsula. So if you think about the very top of the mitten before you get to the Upper Peninsula, I'm just going to admit, I'm learning a great deal staring at a map right now. Michigan is a really <laughs> cool looking state, I think. It is. Okay, so what is this? What's this peninsula? The Old Mission Peninsula? That confused the shit out of me. But it's this little like... Just oh, this, it's so tiny. Just this little thing. Yeah. It looks like, on this map, it looks like it could just be like a sandbar. Oh, it's like literally like... I think only like 15 miles or something. It, it's yeah. incredible. But all along is just wineries. It's just oh gorgeous. Um, I it, I did go on the website for Chateau Chantal. Uh, Chateau Chantal. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. So that's so it reminds sh- me of uh, Joseph Phelps. Yeah. Only because of the umbrellas that are on it there. It was so was like, pretty. We sat outside and I mean, there's nothing more you could want. I uh-huh. mean, it was just amazing. It could maybe want better reds, but the whites were good. <laughs> and Take actually, get they had a good Chardonnay. Really? Non-oaked. Really? It was decent. I don't know. I forgot why I didn't buy it. Probably because... I think... I don't know. Oh, because we were busy buying cider. So, oh, right, right. So Michigan, because of how much fruit they grow, and they grow a lot of apples and cherries. Yeah. They do a lot of cider. So they're apples. They have apple cider and cherry cider. And their cider was excellent. So we bought a bunch of that. Really? It was excellent. It was very good. 
Um, I assume it's both good alcoholic and non-alcoholic cider. I don't think we tried non-alcoholic cider. I mean, I'm just thinking. Yeah. Maybe there's well, something yes. there for the kids, yes. you know? That <laughs> I grew up doing, going to cider mills in Michigan. Yeah. Yes, they yeah. have non-alcoholic cider for sure. But this was, I'm talking alcoholic cider. Okay. Um, so that's what we were buying <laughs> at Chateau Chantel. There's and I nothing think my mother-in-law, mother-in-law bought port from there. She did. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So they had everything. And then we went to here to Black Star Farms. Okay. And this was my favorite. So that's why I got this. And then we went to Mari Vineyards. And you should look that one up because that one's also gorgeous. So pretty. And we did get a rosé there. So they do have good rosés too. So I would say that everything we tried, white and rosé, was good. This place looks amazing. The reds, we just kind of learned that we weren't going to do You weren't going to find something great. So I did get a rosé from Mari, except it's at my mom's house. So it kind of messed up there. Well, you're going out there yeah. in a few weeks, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we actually ended up having dinner at a place called the Jolly Pumpkin, which uh-huh. is a brewery. So oh, really? it's on the peninsula as well. So they're not, uh, they don't do wine, but they do beer. Um, like and they craft, actually like had really stuff? good beer. Yes. And craft stuff. We're not like major beer drinkers, you and I. No, but like they had some sour or something, and Adam was like loving it. <laughs> um, and they were really high ABVs too, of their their beer. of the beer. Yeah. See, that's the thing about beer. Mm-hmm. I know when I drink a wine, like I know what to expect, right? I think yeah. we've talked about this before. Yep. You know, it's like I know that I like how quickly I should drink it and blah yep. blah blah. Mm-hmm. And but with beer. It runs the spectrum of like 4% to sometimes like 10% mm-hmm. in a smaller pour, yep. not even a 12 ounce. And that, my friends, is where people get mm-hmm. their ass into trouble. I yep. swear to you. And it never, yep. like, there was one time I was going to drink a beer and I was like, oh yeah, I'll have another one of those. I think it was with my brother-in-law and he's like, he's like, uh, that's 9%. Are you sure that you want another one? And I was like... I mean, I just got in a car wreck, so yes. But under normal circumstances, no. Because it's like a bitty. It's like a nine ounce or like a seven ounce or something yeah. pour. And I'm like, no, that's yeah. not good. So. At least for me. Um, no, I hear you. But that's that's what we, that those are the places we went. Cool. They have a lot more places. Um, Left Foot Charlie was one. A winery? Yeah, that's what it's called. Um uh-huh. There was a bunch. We wanted to go see a bunch more, but it was getting late and things were closing. And okay, you know. Now, uh, so, okay. So you said that they are a lot of a lot of the places like they do cider and, and meat mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You mentioned a few grapes here and there. You know, obviously we're drinking Gewurztraminer. Um, you mentioned Chardonnay that you had Cab Franc. I think everyone had a Chardonnay. Everyone had a rosé. Everyone had. Pinot and a Riesling. Yep. Okay. And then we did, there was, uh, I remember Chateau Chantal did have a Pinot Gris mm. and um, Riesling. Now, Riesling yeah. has to be extremely popular. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I only tried one Riesling the whole time. Oh, and a lot of sparkling. Really? Yeah. Okay. A lot I mean, of that's, sparkling. That's up my alley for There's sure. There's actually a really good sparkling from Michigan called Sex called sex yep 
That's the name of it. Sex. S E X. Is that how you spell it? Yep. No. <laughs> do you want me to do you want me to sing the song? <laughs> oh, I was like, wait, there's like I thought it was a branded no, song, but uh, uh, I know what you mean. You know which song I'm talking Salt about. Salt and Peppa. So cool. But so they yeah. also so one of the things that they do the European grapes, but they also have a lot of the um, hybrids, right? And I that's and so that's when, like twenty to thirty percent. Okay, is the hybrids, and those so. are often used. I I'm just remembering, like, granted, I think it was Canadian that we drank, but the ice wines there, that was like Vidal Blanc. I yeah, remember that, that was, was Canadian the ones we drank. Wine. Yeah, but but Michigan does true ice wine. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any. But they have things like Vignoles and Chardonnay and... Chambersan. Do you remember? We had a yep. Chambersan when we went to that Starved Rock uh, yeah. wine thing. I didn't try any of those. I didn't... I don't even... Maybe I saw a Vignole, maybe. You um, and I drank a Chardonnay together recent. Not too recently, but yeah. somewhat recently. But I don't think I saw any there. Okay. But they do have ice wine. Yes. And... Uh, but the most of what they had was what we were talking about. Where, at least where I went cool uh so it was kind of really cool um to see that as well like oh these are like you know for grapes yeah they also michigan a lot of their grapes also go to grape juice like welches that does not surprise me at all yeah so a lot of welches is grown in michigan so i like it mm -hmm. so they've got 140 wineries in the state more than thirteen thousand vineyard acres only 4,000 acres are devoted to wine grapes, and the, the rest are devoted to the juice-making grapes like Niagara and Concord. Okay. So that's your Welch's. Yeah. So something that I think is interesting, you just said that there's 140 wineries. I mean, yeah. for some context, I found a stat from, there's this book called Windows on the World, The Complete Wine Course by Kevin Zraeli, who... Okay. I think he was the some. I it's been a while since I read the intro to the book, but I think he was the sommelier for, like, it's... Windows on the World was a restaurant in New York mm -hmm. um, that I think was either across from or maybe in the Twin Towers, mm -hmm. something like that. And he used to work there, and so he basically wrote this book. It's been, it's had a number of revisions and, and editions, but as of the 2017 edition, which is one I have, Michigan is part of the top 10 states for the number of bonded wineries. In 2017, it was 129, so it looks like they've grown. Mm -hmm. Sounds like they've grown a little bit. Yeah. But it for some context, the eighth one is Ohio with only 157. I don't think I've ever heard of Ohio wine. Same. Same. I was flabbergasted to see this on here. But then, just again for more context, if we go up to jump up to the third, which is Oregon, they're, again, 2017, we're 429. So they were only, only... 300 more wineries in the state of Oregon, which Willamette is just huge. It, yeah. That, to me, is shocking. Because I think that's actually just, like, a small variation. Yeah. And then you go to the second, which was Washington, which had 666. And then you jump up to first, which is, I think, no-brainer, California, at almost 3,000. Yeah. So there's a huge gap in the number right. of wineries, or bonded wineries. And... I don't know how many wineries are not bonded because that apparently has to do with like insurance and stuff like that, oh, which okay. I thought was interesting. Okay. Always wondered what it was. Yeah. Glad that I looked. But 
I also think that California people can't really afford to have big estates because of the real estate. Yeah. And so that means that there's tiny, tiny little boutique ones. Right. Um, and so that's why I feel like the number is so high, so high up there. But yeah. Michigan, good for you, man. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I have to be honest. I've yeah. been to the wineries in Missouri. This uh, was so, the wine is so much better. In Michigan. I, I'm going to go back to something that I said before that piggybacked off of what you were sharing about Michigan's location. In Missouri, where there's the wineries no are, there's yeah. no major water. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got rivers, sure, but that's it. That's not, it's not a huge water source and it's not going to bring a drastic, like more like maritime climate. Yep. So I think that's a major factor as to why Michigan has tastier wines and in Missouri. Better than what I've had in Illinois. Same. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I also, I just think temperature, temperature wise, it's just, yeah. It has, I think it has a lot to do, like you said, it's surrounded by water. It's got that sandy soil, which is really cool. Um, So I think we get a lot of minerals from that. You can actually find Black Star Farm wines in Illinois. Is that right? Yeah. They have on their website a PDF of all the wine, uh, of all the stores in Illinois that sell the wine, including Binnie's. But you can order online as well. I like Benny's. But I was surprised to see that on their website, the only other state I think it's sold in is Illinois. Really? Not even Wisconsin. Not even Wisconsin? Didn't look like it. <gasps> they sell a dry Riesling from Black Star. Okay, I don't think I tried that. Yeah. So a little bit of history. Sarah, I feel like you have just like totally enlightened me on like Michigan wines. I... Oh, I like that. I'm like, I'm if like. If I can teach you something, so that's happy. a big deal. Yeah. Um, well, I'll teach you some history on Michigan wines. Okay. So traditionally, they were sweet wines. And this dates back from the repeal of Prohibition. So back then, they were largely Concord. Like, again, oh, for right. Welch grape juice. And then in the 1970s, they started changing from sweet wines to more the vinifera wines okay and the first michigan winery to specialize in that was Tabor hill winery followed by chateau grand traverse and to promote the local industry michigan law in mid-20th century taxed michigan wine a lot less than other wines from other states so that they could promote buying from their state um interestingly enough the head winemaker at chateau chantel is mark johnson who produced the first ice wine in michigan in 1983 at chateau grand traverse Oh. Yeah, so he's the, he's at Chateau Chantel. Um, so that's a little bit of history. So they started out sweet, and then they changed to the, they now they have, you they know. expanded. Yeah, the Vinifera wine grapes, and they started growing um, more traditional wines. So it's fairly a young area, that being said. I am always surprised to, like, learn about all of the different special AVAs that exist in such small or little known mm-hmm. lesser known wine regions yeah and it's like wow there's enough wine being made that you have your own ava yes. and there's five of them yes it's incredible yeah. i'm just really excited about this i am very surprised at how delicious it is i appreciate you sharing this with me um so do you want to tell us a little bit about gewurz a little bit not a ton okay but a little bit I mean, obviously, we're drinking a Michigan from the U.S., and certainly other places in the U.S. grow 
uh, Gewurztraminer grapes. But this wine, although it sounds German, was actually first recorded in the Italian Alps. Oh. Um, I think I've had good Gewurztraminer from Washington before. That doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. I, they also make really good Riesling. So I think that any place who makes good Riesling also makes good Gewurztraminer. Yeah. And they... It's about the climate. It is about the climate. I feel like Gewurztraminer doesn't require as it's tough not, of yeah. a situation. Because remember, like, Riesling likes to needs, suffer. Yeah, it wants some cold weather. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like every place that makes really good Riesling also does really well with Gewurztraminer. And Alsace in France is one of the well-known producers. Mm-hmm. Although surprisingly, Alsace, France in general, makes up a very small percentage of Gewurztraminer being grown. And Argentina is actually oh. one of the highest regions. I don't think um, I've ever regions. seen an Argentinian Gewurztraminer. Same. I was maybe looking it's, and I was like... Maybe they don't like bring it over here. That's certainly a possibility, but it just every like all of the top ones, it was like Argentina, Moldova, Italy, and then it was still like Ukraine and like other like random European hmm. countries. Okay, and so it just really surprised me because I think that I'm seeing more Gewurztraminer out of the U.S. Yeah. number one, but also European Gewurztraminer, and so just surprised that Germany and France, it was just like they made up the tiniest, tiny percentage. Yeah. Gewurztraminer. We talked a bit about some of the very common uh, flavors uh, that we've picked up on in this particular wine, the floral nature, honeysuckle, things like that. Um, The Earl Grey tea or black tea scents and flavors. Um, Lychee is like the telltale sign for sure. Do you get it from this one? Uh, Oh, I I totally get it. I, th- I feel like the floral really is like the prominent characteristic. Um, but you also get like pineapple and peaches and lemon peel and citrus, like tangerine and grapefruit and things like that. It's very fruity, but not sweet. That's how yes. I think about it. And it's not, it is, it does have minerality. It does seem to be like medium plus on the acid level. Um, I think I'm kind of surprised. I probably would have expected it to be a little bit higher acid. Um, just reading the the flavor uh, yeah. descriptions, but then you can also get like ginger, cardamom, mm-hmm. Earl Grey. This particular varietal pairs really well with things that have spice, a little bit of spice. Asian sushi, fish, Indian, Moroccan. We're having some sushi right uh, now. We got some sushi. One of the best pairings is you know high acid white wine uh, minerality uh, in to pair with fish. Um, this also has typically has high alcohol, so the twelve percent in this one also caught me by surprise a little bit. Oh, and I just wanted to read this one quote that I read in my Wine for Normal People book. Okay, because you know we talk about Karen McNeil a lot. Yeah. So Elizabeth Schneider, I was just reading through some of her descriptions, and I just really liked the way that she said Kobe because I want this, but. She said the wine is often dark yellow because the grapes have richly pigmented skins, which is very cool to learn. Mm-hmm. But it smells like a bowl of ripe peaches in a bath of spicy orange tea. Okay. I don't know why, but I'm just like, mmm, a tea bath. Like oranges, like sitting in a bath, just smelling this and smelling yeah. like rose petals too. And I'm like, oh. This is way glorious. more like fruity <laughs> and floral than you'd get from like a Riesling or a Sauvignon Blanc. Right. Like, but it's not sweet, again. Well, and it's not waxy and oily like we would find with Viognier, which also has a very strong floral aromatic mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. nose. So, 
I think this is a really great balance between. I do those think two ours could be chilled just slightly more. I think it would be a little better if it was a, um, a little cooler. I um, I agree, but I'm still even though we've come probably closer to room temp, I'm still really digging this. I this I is this you, your first Michigan wine? It is my very first Michigan wine that I can ever recall. Yeah, and I just I really like it. Oh, good. <laughs> I was a little nervous about the virtuemeter because I was like, oh, I don't know if she's going to like it. But I was like, you know, I tasted a bunch. And honestly, this was one of my favorites. So I was like, it's what I'm buying. I love it. Here we go. I love it. It doesn't break so, the bank. No. It's fresh. It's perfect for spring, perfect for summer. I mean, I don't know about the rest of the world, but we have been getting an insane amount of 90 degree weather days back yep. when it was even May still. And I was yeah. like, I am not ready for this. This wine would make me ready, more ready for it. Yeah, you're I like, feel more prepared, rather. Yeah, you're like I can get I I'm I'm ready to go splash around and you know enjoy some sun. Exactly, exactly. So we just need to make sure that we get a freaking wine chiller. Oh my gosh! I know I need one too. I you know I started looking them up. I found some. I got a lot of ads on Instagram. It's interesting. And Facebook. Mm-hmm. They're listening to what totally we're listening. talking about. They're totally listening. But so I was like, oh. Maybe I'll have to bite the bullet and buy one. So we'll see. Well, I have to say before we close out that being from Michigan and living in Wisconsin. Michigander. I was so like almost upset at myself that I had never gone to these places that we went because it's like in my backyard and I've never been there. And it's crazy because... It took only COVID and us not being able to go to Europe <laughs> and canceling our trips to oh, have to right. travel like domestically, you know, domestically Close and in domestically. our own state. Yeah. Um, you know what though? Don't beat yourself up because I feel like a lot, so a lot of people I think always find themselves and maybe your listeners, this is just like totally resonating. A lot of people find themselves not really exploring their own state because it's yeah. their own state. Right. Whether it's a oh, I've got all the time in the world because I live here. I can go whenever mm-hmm. I want. Yeah, but you don't. So taking a step away and being like, you know what? I think it's time to go ahead and do this. Jamie, it was my first time in the UP this trip too. I've never been to really? the UP. I feel like people used to go on like trips like even in high school. And stuff. It was eight hours from Detroit. We never went. That's still a, that's a drive for like high school, college kids. Who, like, if you're home for a visit, you don't necessarily want to spend that much time in the car. Well, also, like, high school and college kids don't want to go to the UP because there's nothing happening. Unless you, go, you like to camp, right? Yeah, no, it's unbelievably beautiful. But, like, yeah. it's not... Not something that 16, 17-year-olds no. would appreciate. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we saw black bears. Oh, my God. Did you really? Wait, Three like, bears in a tree. When you say in a tree... Yeah. What does that mean? Like, like they were in the tree. But like how high off the ground would you estimate? I don't know, but they were in the, they were at the top of the tree. The tree looked like it was going to fall over. It was not a very sturdy tree. And we saw it Adam was driving and he pulled over cuz he saw I don't know how he saw it while driving. Well, eagle eye Adam. Right. And um <laughs> he pulled over. He like I'm like what's wrong? I like thought something was like wrong. Wait, you had Winston with you too, right? Yeah, and he's just like, there's bears, bears in a tree. And I'm like, what? And he's like, I thought they were birds. But then I was like, those are very large birds. And so, <laughs> like, we pulled over and I was like, oh my God, they're bears. 
were they crazy. baby bears? And we, it was two babies and a mama bear, and we saw them climb down. And Damn. they were fast as shit, let me tell you. I was like, those bears are moving fast. All right, so folks, lesson, our takeaway here. Do not think that you can outrun bears by climbing a tree. Those bears were fast, man. Shit. Wait, don't you need to get, like, bear spray and stuff? Didn't you have to do that on your trip to... Canada. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a whole other story for another <laughs> podcast, but... <laughs> These were black bears, so they're not as scary as, like, grizzlies or brown bears. Listen, so. any type of bear in real life, yeah, outside of a zoo, scary to me. I don't care what you say. I don't yeah. care what size. Because even if it's a small bear, guess what? Mama bear is right around the corner. Well, that's why I was like, are those babies? Because where's mom? I was like freaking out. I was like, we need to get out of here. <laughs> so. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. But that being said, you know, it was it was crazy just to like be there and like the sand dunes. Oh, my God. You would think you're like in the Sahara. Like it was something else. It was insane. I would. They yeah. were gorgeous. So between that and the wineries, I was like. It sounds like a fantastic trip. I grew up here, lived here my whole life, have no idea that this is around. So I would definitely go back. I'd like to spend more time in Traverse City. Adam loved it. He wanted to go. Okay. He wants to go back to Traverse. I was going to ask, like, do you think that there will be a Michigan Winery Tour 2.0? I do. Okay. So maybe you'll want to come along. Okay. Maybe when my baby's off the boob and also... You can bring her. Well, no, because... No. Okay. I need I need some away. I love her, but you need some away time. I, I need some away time, and Mama I needs to. I feel like to... if we're gonna okay, this is this is contradicting everything I just said, but I feel like <laughs> if we were gonna have some away time, we should go somewhere else. <laughs> I mean, we uh, only went to a handful of wineries, maybe two handfuls of wineries yeah. when we, we went to California like, before Oregon and Washington mm-hmm. to check out other parts of California. Yeah, but this could be a cool like family road trip that sounds fine and we could all go and like me and you could go do a girl thing yeah okay all right i like this for, like, i like the few, way this is shaping yeah and then we could like spend some time on the beach and hang out and yeah. like yeah the babe will be taken care of by the bros the bros and you know what even my mom can come meet us and she can help take care of the baby we'll be good <laughs> she's great with kids yeah we'll be good although uh, she'll probably want to come drink wine with us too so i don't know I don't know. <laughs> we should do. You know what? Actually, I would love your mom to come drink wine yeah. with us. I think that would be fun. Yep. So. Oh, my God. Well, I feel like I need to get out there for sure. So we will add this to our list of places to go together. Sounds good. We got a list of that everything. That list is growing. Bro. Exactly. Um, thank you again for sharing this wine and teaching us a bit You're about welcome. what is in our backyard, basically. Yeah. And in the Midwest. And proving Without a doubt that the Midwest can produce good wines and can produce good white wines. There you go. I will drink this again. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Maybe you'll pick some up next time you're in uh, Illinois. At the Binnies. Yeah. The Binnies. All right. right. Well, thank you, DV Peeps. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll talk to you again sooner, sooner rather than later, I promise. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. 
We'd love to hear from you, so send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dvpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers from the girls of DVP. DVP.